welcome to Your Career Podcast. If you're looking for inspiration in your career or job search, you're at the right place. I'm Jane Jackson, your career management coach and author of Navigating Career Crossroads. For more career advice and support, go to janejacksoncoach.com and find all you need to create the career of your dreams. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast to inspire you to take your career to the next level. In this podcast, I chat with amazing professionals who are leaders in their field and find out what's made them a success. Many of them have successfully made changes in their careers. They may have changed industry, changed job function, made big city or country moves, or taken the huge leap into entrepreneurship. I also share practical and actionable career tips for those who want to explore what to do next in their career and aren't sure about what steps to take to get moving. Subscribe to this podcast for regular updates or visit me at janejacksoncoach.com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas introducing Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that will inspire you to take control of your career and your life. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, career management coach and author of Navigating Career Crossroads. Be prepared to ignite. Well, hello, and welcome back to my careers podcast. Today, I am thrilled to have on the show author of Amazon bestseller, Secret Mums Business, Create the Business and Lifestyle of Your Dreams. Now, her name is Angela Council, and what's Angela all about? With the majority of female energy being focused on looking after others and building careers and having it all, most women suffer the massive impact of self-neglect. Results most often affect health, mindset, motivation, and quality of life, not just for themselves, but also for their family and friends too. So without realizing it, women create a powerful ripple effect through their actions, decisions and choices purely because of the influential role they play in the home and in society without the potent, unique and necessary tools offered by Angela. Women run the risk of early burnout, anxiety, excess stress and illness. Now, with over a decade of professional experience working with women in the fields of mind and body transformation, Angela delivers groundbreaking insights into how women can have it all. Oh, how I'd love that too. Now, Angela charges her presentations with no-holds-barred, enthusiastic, passionate, and humorous approach to the steps and strategies successful women implement, and she often engages her audience very, very quickly. So get ready to understand the intelligence of the human body and discover how simple, easy shifts in diet, lifestyle, and mindset will be the key to creating a spectacular future filled with life, energy, vitality, and excitement. I'm exciting just giving you this bio. And what's so interesting is Angela has actually had the most fascinating career journey. So let's find out about this leading stress and lifestyle expert who's passionate about health, loves helping women create the lifestyle of their dreams, and is about to launch her new podcast, Healthy, Wealthy and Wise in Business. And so with that giant mouthful, welcome, Angela. Hi, Jane. How are you? Well, I'm exhausted now. (laughs) Yeah, let's all have a sleep now. No, it's great. It's so interesting what you're doing and you're helping so many people. And as you know, you know, I'm all about helping people through their career transitions. And because you've now built this amazing business, I really want to find out how you got there. 
So how about, to kick us off, let's talk a little bit about your early days when you were a little girl and a young teenager, and what sort of career aspirations did you have? Well, like most little girls, I wanted to be a ballerina. <laughs> That's pretty yes. standard. But it's, it's actually funny because um, I was thinking the other day when um, I'm about to show my age right now, in the year uh, 2000, no, 1990, it's when they opened the Opera House. And I think it was 19, that's 1985. Mm-hmm. They said, I, we had to do this essay on what will you be doing when um, in the year 2000. So I worked out in the year 2000, I'd be 38. And I had to write this whole essay on what I would be doing. And do you know the only thing that I wrote down was that I would be a mother? Ah, That was the only thing that I wrote down is that on the year 2000, I would be a mother. And it just so happened that the year 2000 was the first time I decided, for some reason, that's when I decided that I was going to become a mother. So before that, I was totally into corporate and not into kids or anything like that. But when I turned 38, for some reason, I went, I'm going to be a mother. And I said to my husband, he kind of went, okay, (laughs) Rodio. Took me two years to get there after that. But, (laughs) and it wasn't until later that I remembered that I'd actually written this essay about what was going to happen in the year 2000. Because in those days, the year 2000 seemed so far away. Yeah, that's amazing. So it really was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of the only thing I wanted to be was a mother. And there was nothing else, which is right. You know, I don't know if that sounds strange or not, but you know, I grew up in the seventies, and, and my, my mother ran her own business. But yeah, that's all I wanted to be. And now that you are a mother, how rewarding is that? It is, but now I want to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, Angela, I know you work very hard. So okay, so after thinking about being a mother when you were very young, and um, so you went through high school, and then you decided what you were going to do next. So tell us the story. So well, I, I went to high school in Queensland and I did what <coughs> what was known as the senior certificate in those days, which is similar to HSC here in New South Wales. Um, so I went to year 12 and at the end of year 12, I got my mark. Now, I actually, I wanted to be an accountant at that stage um, and I really wanted to be an accountant and I, my accounting marks were the best marks, like I topped everything in accounting. But unfortunately, when I applied to university, my um my score, which I think was called our TE score at the time, was actually it was too low to get into accounting because I didn't do real well in maths. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> failed maths. Oh, except for one, one semester, which was computer maths, because hmm. we just computer um science was just coming in. Um but and that was the thing that I blitzed was computer maths, but normal maths, don't ask me how to do it. So couldn't get in to be an accountant. With, with the scores that I had. So the next best thing for me was to go and work for the Commonwealth Bank. So I did the entrance exam for the Commonwealth Bank and basically walks, walked straight out of high school and within two weeks walked straight into a job in the Commonwealth Bank. Mm, fantastic. And so how long were you with um, CBA? So I was with them for 17 years. And in that time, I actually did go and get my accounting degree. Um, I had to do it as a mature age student. So I went in and did it the long way around. So I did a diploma in accounting and then I went and I actually did my degree. So I do have a degree, um, a a business degree. Um, And I worked for the Commonwealth Bank for 17 years. And in 17 years, I... um, I actually went up the ladder really, really quickly. As a female those days in the bank, it was very hard for females to get promoted. Um, But I actually, 
I don't know if I was lucky, I was in the right place, whatever, it suited me. But I actually moved up the corporate ladder quite well, quite quickly. I started in Queensland, but then I got brought down to Sydney to do some projects and major projects, working in some IT projects as a business analyst and a project manager. And I start, when I was in Sydney, I started get pro- getting promoted. So I got promoted to what was the first level of manager, then into the second level of manager. And when I became a manager... Um, which isn't the same way as the bank works now, I was the youngest female in Queensland to have managerial status and I was only one of eight in the whole of Australia. Wow. So, and then then I got my next level of manager um, grade is what we call it and then there was nowhere else for me to go in the bank. There were no more jobs because all the top jobs were all taken by men mm-hmm. and you kind of, they, they sat there until they kind of died. So there was nothing left for me to do. They actually didn't have a job for me for the last six months. I just sat there at a desk with nothing to do, getting totally bored. And so I um and I had been working with lots of consultants when I was working in the bank because um you know we were doing all these major projects and they were bringing different consultants in and different companies in. So I actually then decided to become a consultant and go out and contract to some of these companies who were working in the other banks and the other um. May, I was mainly worked in financial and um, telcos, and I did that for the next um, seven years. I think, it, <laughs> yeah, seven years. I went out there, and I basically was a consultant, project manager, and project director into IT um, projects. That's fascinating. And so, your background really is quite technical, and you're used to leading your project teams. Yeah, so when I was um, when I was working as a project manager, my large, largest project was in the National Bank, but it was putting infra- it was an infrastructure one. Oh, how boring infrastructure is! Um, <laughs> it was an infrastructure um, putting into so Telstra was putting in infrastructure into the National Bank, and that I was project director of that. That was based in Melbourne, and I had forty staff working for me. It was a multi, multi, multi million dollar project, and. It was one of the most stressful things I have ever done in my whole life. <laughs> but I'm sure that you delivered on time within budget and it was a success. Uh, no, but that's not due to anything that was happening on our side. Um, if you've ever, I don't know if you've, you've, you know anything about um, IT projects, um, oh, yes. we were delivering. So it's always up to business whether or not things are going to be delivered on time or um, in budget. <laughs> Because they keep changing their requirements and they weren't doing their testing and then we go, let's go, we're ready to go, we've got everything right, we haven't tested, okay, well, we can't implement until you... that's just And that is the world of IT. And it's like, you know, any I don't know that any project ever gets delivered on time or in budget. All you do is fudge the figures to make it look like it does because you've got different expectations on both sides and it's, it's, about, it's all about managing it. It's about managing expectations. What are we delivering? What, you know, what are you expecting? What are we delivering? And let's come to something in the middle because quite often they're two totally different stories. And isn't that life yeah. where we've got two different stories and, you know, we get conflict when we're both kind of sitting in our own story and we're not coming together with some type of compromise in, in the middle. Yeah, and it's so important to have the open communication, set the yeah. expectations right at the beginning. You realise you're frightening off a lot of people who want to get into IT project management right now. However, <laughs> no, but it's very, for the right people, I mean, it, I loved it when I was doing it. The, on, the only thing that I had an issue with was when the, the, the reason why the Melbourne job caused me so much stress was because I was away from home hmm. and that was when I decided, I'd actually decided at that stage, I was 38, that I wanted to have a 
have a family. Mm. So me being away from home and only seeing my husband, you know, once a fortnight was kind of (laughs) stressful for many reasons. Um, And one of it was because I'd actually started to form this idea that I was going to be, I had a different role. Mm. And, And that, you know, if before that, if I hadn't, I don't think if I, I think if I hadn't have been in that place, because before that, when I was doing projects, I used to um, do Westpac and used to go to Adelaide all the time. I used to love that. Mm-hmm. But it was only because I had realized that I had a bigger role to play or a different role to play and where I was wasn't working for me. Mm. Actually, it sounds like that was the time when you had a little bit of an epiphany or a pivot with regard to what you were going to deliver in your career. So what was that turning point when you decided, okay, IT, project management, I've got, you know, my, my finance background as well. I'm working with large corporates, but it's not for me. What happened? What was that moment when you thought, okay, I'm going to do something completely different? Well, it was actually the contract after that Telstra one. Um, I did fall pregnant and I miscarried at 12 weeks. And at that stage, I realized that my job and my stress was affecting my health. Mm -hmm. And I knew something had had to change because, you know, being in project management, you know, it was very high pressure. You've got this team of people who are depending on you. You've got these deliverables. And that is great for some people. But I realized it wasn't right for me. That wasn't the way I wanted to be living my life. You know, and I perform really, really well at work and I go home and I'd be in tears every night. So there was this total conflict going on. And when I lost my first baby, it was like, you know, there's got to be more to this than this because this is stressing me out. And if something is causing me that much stress, I've got to, I've got to make some changes. And I was actually coming to the end of a contract and I, um, I said to my husband, I said, look, you know, I'm actually not going to renew the next contract. I'm going to take three months off. And I'm lucky my husband is very, very su- supportive of me. And he said, yeah, okay, rightio. And I'd heard a little bit about um, this thing called naturopathy. I didn't really know a lot about it. I'd been doing some nighttime courses on nutrition and aromatherapy and herbs, and I kind of liked it. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go and find out a little bit more about this. So I told him I was taking three months off. I was thinking six months, just didn't tell him that. So (laughs) I went off, I signed up for um, naturopathy college. Within one month um, of studying, studying naturopathy, I was pregnant with my son who turned 13 last week. I never, ever went back to the corporate world. Mm. Next five years, I studied to become a naturopath. I did my degree. And in that five years, I was either pregnant or breastfeeding for the whole time because I had two children. How wonderful is that? It's almost like you fell pregnant when you walked away from the stressful situation yes. and your your whole body within a month it happened. Yes. That's, it was that's unbelievable. And it's like, isn't it? Yeah, and that and that was a real sign for me that you know, because I I did went into naturopathy because I have always had this belief that the body knows how to function itself mm. when we give it the right environment. And I, that was a real telling sign for me that as soon as I let go of the stress and I started living in it, with what was important to me, not what everyone else expected of him. You know, like as a consultant, I was highly paid. We traveled the world. We had great holidays, you know, but that wasn't me. And now, you know, yes, I've got that knowledge and I can use that in my business. 
I could never go back to that life because that's not who I was. Yeah, and also it sounds like the price you paid for your success in that role was really affecting your personal life. Yes. And when you think about it, it's your personal life that is the most important, the relationships, the family, your friendships. And if you don't have time to enjoy, what's the point? That's right. You know, and if you, yeah, if, you know, if I was coming home every single night in tears, it's like, well, why, why do this? Mm. It's like, and, you know, and those type of roles are great for some people. Mm. It just wasn't great for me. And, and that's a big part of what I do now is like, and I know that you do too. It's like, find what, what really works for you, whether or not it's within your career or you're running a business, find out what is for you, what your passion is, what comes from your heart. Because when I think you're doing things from your heart, mm. you know, even on the tough days, it keeps you going. Yeah, that's right. If you know the whole reason why you're doing it, yes. you're absolutely right. There are days when I might be working really, really hard, but you know what? Because I love what I do, it doesn't matter. I think, that's well, right. what else would I be doing? This to me is fun. And it's so true, you know, the saying that if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. It, it ends up becoming like your vocation. And now, Angela, you, stress and lifestyle expert, okay, so you've set up your business. Now, what do you find um, is the most rewarding about what you do now? Seeing the difference that just a couple of little things that I can teach others can make in people's lives. Because, you know, I can go and I can present to, a, you know, a group of women, whether it be at a networking gr group or one of my events, and I might just, a number of women afterwards just say, you just said that one thing and I just made that one change mm. and my life has changed, you know, unbelievably. And because some of the things are so simple but we just don't, you know, we just don't see it. And when someone says, you know, you know, for for one woman that I, I was actually speaking in a networking group and she was she's a mortgage broker and she was working for another mortgage broking company and she wasn't happy but she needed the income, she kept going. And she heard me speak. One of the things I always uh, often speak on is values, having a business that's created around your values. Mm. And we did a values exercise and her what her highest value was her family. Mm. And I said, when you can create a business based around your values, you'll attract other people who've got similar values and then you'll, you'll actually love being in your business. And she went away and she realised that the business she was working in for someone else, their highest value wasn't family. Mm. So what she did is she actually went and created her own mortgage broking company that whose highest values was family. And she went and found other people out there, clients who had families and who were looking for houses for their families. Mm. And she changed it. She basically created a business in three weeks. And within six months, she is completely and utterly booked out. Uh, unbelievable. And she said, because you did that one exercise with me. Yeah, you know, the values assessment is so important. It's one it of the things, things that I also do because of its career change. And I always say to people, you must make a values-based career decision because if you're working in an organization and the values don't match yours, you will never be 100% happy. No, that's and, right. And, and it'll just cause you stress. Of, yeah. And the feeling of, you know, reward and being in the right place just won't be there. But too many people don't actually take the time to assess what it is. Yeah, you're totally right. You know, it's like it's the core, isn't it? It's like the base. Mm -hmm. And so now you do um, public workshops and you present. And how else do you actually work with people and what's your method? So I, um, I, I have online programs 
and I do I do do some one on one um, consulting with clients, and yes, I do my workshops. So when um, depending on what method that I'm delivering at, most of it is about education and um, knowledge and and working people through the process of getting clear on you know what their values is, what their vision is for their business and for their life, setting some really clear goals and then making sure that they're eating really well, that they're great health lifestyle habits, their mindset, and then focusing on them. And that's kind of my 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 method. Um, when I work with clients one-on-one, I tend to bring in a lot more of the naturopathic stuff because, mm-hmm. because when we're working one-on-one, generally I've got clients who have got um, physical concerns as well. So they've got symptoms and um, things like that. So I do treatments on that side of stuff and we work on the naturopathic, which is treating whatever their symptoms are, their underlying cause, but still do all of the rest because I strongly believe that when we've got physical signs and symptoms, there's an emotional connection to that. Mm. So we need to actually not just, you know, heal the physical, we have to heal the um, emotional side as well. And when we can do that and we can bring stress under control in all areas of the life, then you can make clearer decisions and, you know, you don't get overwhelmed because you know exactly where you're going, what you want in your life, what you want in your business. But I think a lot of people just don't have all of that knowledge behind them. Yeah, that's right. That It's so good that you take this holistic approach to um, working women or women in business so that they can actually manage every aspect of their life. Because most most people in, um, say, if they're a naturopath, that's all they do. They focus on that one side of it. That's but right. With your corporate background as well, you understand, you know, what people need to do in order to build a business and also managing the multiple stresses of building a business because you've got your own as well. So I think, I think you sort of live and breathe what you do don't you <laughs> that's why i call myself a stress expert i'm an expert in stress <laughs> well as long as you're not a stress head then that's oh, i've been there and i have i've been to burnout so i know what it's like yeah i also yeah. know how long it how long a journey it is to mm. get back from burnout yeah which is yeah. what i don't want women to get to so i'm my aim is to try and educate women before they get to that stage where they're completely burnt out and they can't do anything and whether or not they're running their own business or working in someone else's business, you know, they have a career mm-hmm. where they basically cannot do anything because they are so debilitated. Yeah. My aim is to get them before then because if you can get there and get some healthier eating and living habits and definitely healthy mindset habits, you can actually stop that burnout from happening. Yeah. You know, have you heard of that that um, term rushing woman syndrome? Yes, by Dr. Libby Weaver, yes. Yeah, yeah that's right. I mean, I, I think I'm, I've, I've probably got it as well. But We all do. <laughs> but what's your opinion on the superwoman syndrome? Well, I think um, <laughs> I do believe women can have it all. Mm. Um but or their all is my all's different to your all. Mm. I but I think that what when we were people were talking about super women, uh, you know, and being able to be the best at everything is that we were looking at it from a very masculine energy. Mm. Um, I very much focus on getting women reconnected back to their f- feminine energy. So this going out and being active and doing this and doing this and doing this and being the best at everything is very masculine, mm. which causes stress in women. So. My my main message is okay. Yes, you do need to you need to be active. You need to do some things, but also look at the other side, which is more passive. It's about the nurturing. It's about the self love. So you actually bring it all into harmony. Mm. So I don't believe any of us were ever designed to be super women. 
But I do believe we're designed to have it all and all being whatever all is for you. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that, you know, totally possible to be successful in business and to be, you know, and have a great life, but it's all about bringing it together in harmony. I don't like the term work-life balance, but I do think that we're looking for a, a, a harmony in our life. Yeah, and I think that's where the happiness, the true happiness comes. Totally, because, you know, otherwise you're just spending your whole time stressed about where the next dollar's coming from, where your next client's coming from, where the next job is, you know, and that's just not a way to live. Mm. Is You know, my um, my father recently passed and, and there were some, some big lessons that I got from him because I saw my father work two to three jobs his entire life because all he wanted to do was to support our family. Yeah. When he retired, he had a heart attack the day later because he had worked so hard up until the day that he retired. Next day, he had nothing. Mm. He walked away from his, um, you know, his farewell party. On the way home, he started getting chest pains. The next day, he's in hospital. Mm. And he spent the most of his life since he's retired with some type of illness. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and say, well, you know, where, where is the, you know, what's the point of that? That's not what life is all about. No, it isn't. Yeah. I mean, he loved playing golf and he did play golf and, and when he retired he got more of a chance to play a lot more golf and he got really good at it apparently. Um, but then, you know, but then he, he always had something going on with his health. Mm. There was always something. You know, he had cancer and he had all these other things going on and and then, you know, as I said, he, he passed um, not that long ago. He passed last month. Have, after having cancer um, for 12 months. And whilst his quality of life was pretty good for the last 12 months, I, I looked at him and and I kind of went, what did you give up? Mm. You gave up so much to provide for everyone else. Where did you provide for you? And it really gave me a few big aha moments as to why are we doing this stuff? You know, when when you think about the fragility of life as well and how busy we all get and we all have all of these plans and so often we put off being happy to later. Mm. When when I lose weight, when I get that promotion, when I get married, when I have children, when I retire, then I will be happy. And it it's not the right way to live our lives. We need no, to be so No, it's not because so you present. can't rely on anything else to make you happy. Mm, mm, that's right. And and I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about your father uh, passing and I'm sure he is now at peace and you've got some beautiful, Thank beautiful God, memories yeah. with his, you know, his spirit will, his eternal spirit will always be with you. That's right. Um, he's obviously had, you know, quite quite a, a, a big um, influence in your life as well. And it was a big wake-up call, wasn't it? It totally was because, you know, I I came back because he was in Brisbane and I, I spent the last week up there because I got the call that he was in hospital and time was running short. So I went up there for a week and then and after the funeral, I kind of came back and went, you know, why am I sitting here working all of the time and not enjoying myself? And, you know, like, and I actually, I have quite good what you would call balance these days, you know, because I don't work all the time and very much work when I'm in flow and I listen to my body, the universe and all of that. But I also knew that there were some parts that I wasn't doing, I was putting off and, you know, things like, yeah, well, one day, you know, and like we want to travel and I was like, oh, yeah, we'll do that one day. It's like, okay, 
why not? You know, we've got the money. Let's just do it now. And my, my husband, the, the eternal auditor, says, can we afford this? It's like, <laughs> but we don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow. So mm. who cares? Yeah. If, if, let's just make it happen. Yeah, carpe diem. That's right. It's like there's no point. You know, yes, and because I know, you know financial advisors be going, you've got to prepare for your, your, your old age. It's like, yeah, I know that. That's kind of sorted anyway. So, but why not? I would much prefer to take my kids on a holiday now rather than saying, "Oh, here's my here's the money, go spend it." If I've if I'm gone, mm, that's right. Lots of lots of life lessons to be learned here. Now, let me bring you back to your career as well. So, tell me if you were to start all over again, Angela, um, and you've got such an amazing background, you know, with your IT project management, and then having a bit of an epiphany, and then starting your own business, getting into naturopathy, and now you're a you're a speaker and an author. Is there anything you would change if you were to start again? You know, no, there isn't. Because I believe that everything that happens, happens for a reason. Yeah, and all the things that I've learned, all the experiences that I've had have brought me to where I am now. If I went to do um, naturopathy when I first finished school, I doubt I would have stuck it out. Mm. It was, and that's what I think is a lot of people when they very first leave school, they don't really know what they want to do, which is why they try lots of different things. And I, these days I think that's really good. You know, in my days that you went into a job and you stayed there for 30 years and you never ever got out again. Uh, but I think, you know, it's about getting experience. And I know that, you know, to go back and study at the age of 40 and get a new career with all that life experience behind me and a real purpose for why I was doing it, it's why I stuck it out. Because, you know, some of it was, you know, going back and doing chemistry again and biochemistry they are not the easiest subject in the world. And if I tried to do that when I was 20, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> no, but the, the difference was was that it was something that you really wanted right. to do. And once yeah. you know this is I'm going to really study hard and it's it's where my focus is, it makes all the difference, doesn't it? And, and it, it does. And, and I learn, I continually learn now. I mean, and I, I've gone on, even since becoming a naturopath, I've gone on and got other qualifications. I'm qualified in a lot of um, mind techniques. So, and I continue to learn. I, that's one of my highest values actually is actually learning mm. and I'm always learning. And I would, I actually wouldn't change anything because I believe that everything that happened in my life happened when it needed to happen and it all happened for a purpose. And there's still things that I've, that are still going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I just sit there and I just wait for them knowing that that's exactly the way it's, the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And that's what's made you the amazing woman you are today. <laughs> now you are an entrepreneur, Angela. So I want your top three tips for success as an entrepreneur. The top three tips for success. Okay. <laughs> I think you have to have a passion for what you're doing. So a reason for why you do things. And I think a lot of people, and I struggle with this at times, like, why am I doing it? But I believe we all know deep down why. We just have to pull that out. Um, so I think the passion keeps you going on the days that you really just don't want to get out of bed. I think you have, a, have to have a true belief in the message that you're, you've got to give to the world. So if you truly believe it, that you've got something that's going to make a difference in the world, you will do what it takes to get that message out. And the third thing, oh, let's go with the flow. Whatever happens, happens. There's no point stressing about it. You can't change it. Whatever happened yesterday, happened yesterday. Let it go. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Just be in the moment right now and 
make your decision based on where you are right now and, and the experience that you're in right at the moment. Fantastic tips, and it's a wonderful way to live our lives, isn't it? Now, if people want to find out more about you, Angela, where can they find you? Okay, so my website is www.angelacouncel.com. That's my website. Now, I anyone who, my book, Secret Mums Business, if any of your listeners would like to get a copy of that, I'll give you a link where they can go and get the ebook version, mm-hmm. which is the version that was up on Amazon, which became a best number one bestseller. Mm-hmm. Um, and the link for that, and I'll send it through to you anyway, is mm-hmm. Secret Mums Business. So with a U, not an O, mumsbusiness.net.au forward slash secret hyphen mums hyphen business hyphen e hyphen book. Which now means you have to hop onto my website to get that URL because no one will have remembered it. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Re- or just keep replaying this, this bit over and over again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so if you go in there, there's a landing page there. Fill your details out and you'll actually get um, a copy of the ebook. It'll just be sent straight to you by via pdf mm, okay that's fantastic so that's secret mum's business create the business and lifestyle of your dreams on amazon so if you hop on to my website janejacksoncoach.com i'll have all of angela's links including her website and also you're on twitter and instagram too angela yeah, and um, i'm on ha- all social media yeah <laughs> you are everywhere i spend too much time on social media <laughs> and i know your handle is at Angela Council and Council yes. is C O U N S E L. Yep. So so you can find Angela absolutely everywhere. I'm going to be promoting you absolutely everywhere as well. And so now I could talk to you all day and I've got to have you back again Angela because this is just I mean really nice having a chat. Um yes, and you've it? got just so much to share. So thank you so much for your time today. It's been it's an been absolute great. pleasure and I'm totally inspired. <laughs> It's been great chatting to you, Jane. (laughs) Thanks, Angela. Bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. joining me today for affordable career help please check out my career success program i provide a unique blend of online and live career coaching to help you take control of every aspect of your career or career change if you aren't where where you want to be in your career let's talk check it out at the careers academy dot online the links are in my show notes